Open up a drugstore Dope man, easy In WA, all I see Flip the Delta 76 Spent a quarter brick This was in the 80s Silk shirts and alleys When I was young Used to grind all night long Only loke on the turf With a cell phone Soaked up gang Started shaking lanes First from the turf Riding vintage lane Fifth wheel on the back Can we give him some? Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Run Your Mouth Podcast. I am your host, put that down, Mad Marlin. God damn it, I always forget my accessories. God damn, my lip therapy, my shit, my shit. Fuck, 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 fuck. Welcome back, family. It's your host, Mad Marlin, aka Mr. Run Your Motherfucking Mouth. You were listening to the sounds of a KC legend. Swell motherfucking L in his bitch. Let's give him some. Now, before we begin today's show, right? Y'all know we gotta just slide some shit out to the middle of the table. Before we begin the fucking show, make sure y'all like, 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 comment, 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 share, 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 and subscribe to the channel, Kansas City Podcast Network, the Run Your Mouth Podcast. Now, I just want to put some shit out there to the middle of the fucking table. What do I want to put out there to the table? I always fucking forget my notes and shit. Hold on. I'll be right back. Man, y'all listen to some of that motherfucking swell L. While I run and get my fucking notes, man, I'll be right fucking back, you ugly little bitch. Before I begin the show I like to just slide some shit out To the middle of the table Because this is the run your mouth If you don't got a mouth Don't come to this table You come to the table I am going to feed you this shit Now what I want to put out there is What is the fucking deal With Clear women Or white women Having mixed babies your prerogative but 
when are white women gonna learn how to do a mixed child's hair oh my god y'all don't call me a racist some of my best friends are fucking white now give me some Now, now, I just so happened to see a white lady. She had this little girl's, she had a handful of hair and she was just caressing it as if, you know, she's about to put it in a ponytail, but I don't even think she knew how to do that because the little girl's hair was, you know, it wasn't that good, 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 good shit like y'all be having, you know, it was that. It wasn't that all the way nappy shit either. Give her some. <laughs> but she was just, she was trying to, she was doing this. Oh, my elbows is all ashy and shit. I got to get my lotion in this motherfucker. Look, goddamn, show them off shit. Okay, she was just like, she was doing that. You know, she was like trying to grip. You know how you get a ponytail. And I came back five minutes later, she was still doing that. And I was like, you don't know what to do with that, do you? She was like, no. I was like, God damn. Give her something. <laughs> White women, if y'all gonna have mixed babies, learn how to deal with that her. Give them something. <laughs> so family, as you can see on the menu, the topic for today, OG status, the origins of the origins of KC rap part two. We got a special guest on standby. Special motherfucking guest. KC royalty, greatness, OG, legend. Something about the first rappers who came before you, the ones who stepped out there first, right? Where's my motherfucking music at? Give me some. Swell motherfucking L. Let's get him on the phone, you bitch. Okay, let's see. Swell. That's how we do it. Okay, before we bring you in, my brother, let me just give you a grand introduction. On the phone, the Run Your Mouth podcast, we got KC Original, OG Legend, Motherfucking Pathfinder, Original Styling on you motherfuckers from the North. Can we please give a warm welcome to Swell Motherfucking L family? Yeah. Okay, Swell, you know I don't waste no motherfucking time. Let's get straight into it. We already done pre-talk. We are live, so let's get into this shit now. What year was it, Swell, when you put your first tape out? Well, it was um, like 1995. I finished it up really in uh, 
94, it had been circulating through the hood. You know, I had uh, probably two or three different versions to each song that that came out. You know, it was just floating around in the hood. I was sitting on it, steady, trying to grind up my money and shit. And uh, so it was like in 95, I really think it was in August of 95 when it came out. August of 95, you dropped your first shit. And you grew up. Yes, sir. Tell us where you grew up, Swell. Well, I grew up on the north side of Kansas City, you know. Down north, we called it. Uh, you know, I had a regular childhood. It wasn't that bad and stuff. You know, I got into some few things. But just hanging down north, doing sports, you know. Not going to school, getting into bad things. But, you know, I'm still here, so it was all good. Right, right, right. Yeah. One thing about a lot of us black men, you know, our childhoods don't be too different from each other. Do it swell? Uh, no, sir. You, um, we talked earlier and you said you actually, shit, you came up pretty good. You know, you, we, we, you come from the hood, but hell, you said you didn't go without. Your mom had a good job, took care of you. Can you tell me some more about that and how that affected yes, you in the, in the end? Because you could be dead now and you could be in jail. Yeah. So lay it out for me, Swell. I mean, uh, she, she raised me with morals and stuff, you know, I know mm-hmm. God and stuff like that. Like I said, it wasn't it wasn't a terrible life. You know, she gave me everything. It was just me and her, you know. So I lived in the hood, but she worked and, you know, kept me with everything. I was first, you know, get Jordans, first to get everything. But, you That's know. That's nigga shit. Not, yeah, I wouldn't say pure pressure, but, it, you know, seeing everybody else doing it, like I had told you, we all play sports. From like right. 10 and under, 14 and under. So I just wanted to do what they do, right? you know. So I went down there and got into some trouble, you know. We try, what kind of trouble yeah. you getting into at age 14 on the north side of KC most, Will? Uh, well, not at, at that age. It was all, it was all sports. Oh, okay. I wanted to be a DJ. I right. got all into that. But when the, you know, when the games came, 16, 17, you know how we do. You, right. I didn't want to do school. I didn't want to listen uh, to my mama, you know. So I just wanted to get out there and have fun, you know, get my own stuff. I wanted my own criller and car. And like I said, everybody else was, was getting it. You so, s- you know, I just wanted to be down. You said... And we talked earlier, so I'm about to dig into this. You said you actually started DJing first. Like, your love for the hip-hop game started with DJing. Yeah, I mean, I, I still got uh, records and turntables and mixers from the 80s. Mm. You know, I still got all that stuff. I was DJing parties in the hood. You know, I was 12, 13 doing grown folks parties, you know, be out till maybe two or three o'clock in the morning. You know, I didn't get in no trouble. My mama trusted me. Let me keep the car. You know, I load up my equipment, mm. go down there, throw the party in the projects down in uh, Parker Square or Wayne Minor. Who was your DJ name, Swell? Uh, DJ Dale L. DJ Dale L? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Dale you know, L. That was, 
Yeah, that was my name, Del L, you know. And it was, I mean, everybody called me DJ Del L. Everybody in the hood then, you know, once we, we started hustling around, I think I turned 17, and my partner, uh, RIP, Walter Laura, he just, you know, we was chopping it up, and he just said, man, you swell. You know, he said, man, I'm starting calling you swell L, man, because you come through swell for me, so. Right. From there, everybody just started calling me that because I stopped DJing after that. It was, you know, more into, you know, into band activities and stuff. So you had the name Swell L before you were Swell L the artist? Oh, yeah. Okay. I had that when I was 17. Okay. Hey, Swell, tell me, how, how, how did you get into DJing? Is it just like everybody, we just, you know, you, you aunties and my, everybody over and you just, you hop on and start playing the music? How did you get into DJing? so early i mean i've always been into music you know i mean i used to see we used to be in the hood rapping breaking you know run dmc and ll and all that them came out you know i was like you said uh hip-hop i was into the culture you know yeah, when hip-hop, new york was hip-hop head yeah yeah when new york was winning you know what i'm saying and i used to get tapes from uh new york because you know they used to play stuff on the radio, you know, and they be mixing and live and you know, I remember that I had a mix with uh you see Houdini five minutes of funk. Mm. And the mix was and the mix was maybe like fifteen, twenty minutes, you right. know. And they was just flipping it up and I was like, damn. But I always, you know, been in the music, but the person I probably looked up to the most was probably DJ Fresh. DJ Fresh, what, just far as DJing? Man, DJing, I used to, I wouldn't say stop DJ Fresh, but everywhere he would go, I would turn up. Right, right. The young right. nigga, and right, I would right, be right. asking me, you, you know, what's that record? You know, well, what's going on, man? What's some turntables? You know, let me buy a turntable for him. <laughs> You know, he come here. Yeah, you tried to buy a turntable from Fresh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me buy some records. I would turn up everywhere, you know, and I would buy his tapes because my cousin put me up on him, you know, a DJ Fresh tape. And then that's what made me start uh, making mixtapes, you know, and I would listen to the DJ Fresh and. I mean, this was, like I said, back in the 80s, DJ Fresh used to use a sampler. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he, and he had a sampler. And, he, and like I said, I followed him everywhere. You know, and I would be talking to him and, and everything. No, so I know what you mean. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to be a DJ, you know. So by the time you came to the realization, the rap. No, no, hold on, hold on. Let me get this straight because we talked earlier. You you said when you got out of the motherfucking halfway house. Let me, let me, when did you come across Velvet Cardi and how to who what does Velvet Cardi mean to Swell L? How does he how does he impact you? What does he have to do with you being an artist? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, Vail was like I said when I had got out, and it's another player that I didn't mention. Uh, and his name he used to go by Dino Lafayette. Okay, he was uh with the with the group Slick City. And when I got out the halfway house, uh, we was at uh. Dino's house, and he uh, let me. This is when uh, Mac Mall came out, you know. 
uh, with his first illegal business, you know. Talking 93, 92, 93. Yeah, so, yeah, so they not letting me hear his music and his, and his curling. I'm like, damn. You know, I'm like, who is that? He's like, man, that's my shit. So right then, I was like, wow. Kansas City niggas is, is doing this? So that was like a demo. And then I had Bell uh, Bacardi's tape. Uh, you know, all all my bitches get drunk. You know, and he had he had a lot of stuff on there, maybe six or eight songs, and I still got the tape to this day. That was back in like '92 or '93, and I was riding around playing that. You know, having to look for a job and shit till you get up out of there. And uh, I mean, I knew real shit word for word. Right. You know, so. And Vail was the first one to start doing, uh, you know, shooting the videos and shit. Vail, did Vail come before the... Rich? Yeah. So Vail came before Tech too, then. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Like I said, I, I was on the fourth vacation, and when I got out, I know maybe Vail was. I don't know if he was the first to get signed, but this was. Like I said, this was kind of way before he got signed. 91, 92. Maybe it was not. I mean, I had just got out in 92, so I had a tape in 92 and 93. Mm. And like I said, the tape, man, it was slapping. Right. And that's what I was on, him and uh, Pure Dope. Right. You know, I had they tape up. I had they tape up in there, you know. I and know I'm all of them dudes. I'm surprised that I didn't know you came. I didn't know Phil them Phil came before you. I didn't know, man. I thought you came really before. I thought you was right in the same class as Phil Vicardi or maybe somebody. Nah, because uh, Phil make it so uh, sick, and we always laugh about this. Phil was trying to school me. Awesome <laughs> music guy. And I wasn't even listening. I'm just being a hard head, just arguing with him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he's like, you know, man, chill out, swell. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he broke it down to me. And said, and this was, you know, way before I even thought about putting something out. We was just, you know, just topping it up about it. You know, I'm, I'm thinking I know something that I didn't know. But he set me straight, you know. And Phil always, you know, uh, lace me up on stuff. Right. So you drop your what's what, what's the name of your first project? Uh, Stacking Rather Major. Stacking Rather. Okay, that's what I got on the screen now. What year is that motherfucker you sitting on? Swell. That's oh, that was eighty six. <laughs> With the Thames. Yeah. Yeah, I had the. Uh, Nah, them was them them is uh steel toe dickies. Oh, them steel toe dickies. Okay, my nigga was rocking uh, yeah, steel toe dickies. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I wasn't trying to look stylish. You know what I'm saying? Right. That was just an everyday. My my uh my younger cousin took that pitch. You know so, what I'm saying? He just kind of flicked it right on up. Hey, swell on my menu. Let's get into it because now we done um we done covered your origin right now we at the timeline of you actually got you got dope on the street you got 
stacking rather major. And on my menu, I got Kansas and Missouri love, and I got message for the baby. So let's start with Kansas and Missouri love. When you dropped stacking rather major, how did that shit hit when that dope hit the streets? How did that shit react on the Missouri side and explain to us how it react on the Kansas side? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was really popping in the hood, you know, niggas was snatching it up in the hood. They was waiting on it, you know, but uh, like the stores over here, I really didn't get no love on the stores because maybe they weren't really used, used to somebody pushing it, but Kansas probably was the first one to cut me the check. Cut you the check. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody uh, was a tough world. You say planet Earth. Hey, Swell, for, hold on, Swell. Before for all my 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 my, my wetheads, when you say cut you the check, you mean you took CDs to the store and they gave you cash for them. You didn't have to come back and get no money, no consignment, no shit. Nah, right? they nah, they gave it. See, because it was a little uh, story to that. Because like. Uh, Seven Heaven has always shown me love, but when but when I first started and I took it up there, and it maybe wasn't nothing but a couple of locals, maybe DNA, I don't know, I think maybe Ace Deuce, R.P. Ace Deuce, mm. he had some before me, and I took it up to Seven Heaven, and they said, okay, well, we can we can, we do it on consignment. Mm. And I said, oh, man, I don't really know. You know, I just spent, you know, a nice deal on these. I'm like, I do need that cash. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, we really can't do it. So I said, okay, well, just let me try to dump them and get out on the street with them. And, you know. Take it to the street. Well, I, I ended up I ended up moving so many, they ended up calling me. Seven you know what I said? Yeah, and said, man, we'll do it. And they, you know, they, they found like 50 or 60 of them for, you know, eight or nine bucks. And they was dropping them. Right. You know, but Kansas, man, I got love for K-Town. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I I mean, I, I used to get pull up on Moni and keep it real. You know, he might, you know, he might got something in there. Him and Wax right here. They might be sitting on some, but. You know, just the point that I'm over there, you know, they cop something else. Why you why do you, you think it, um why do you think that and maybe this has got something to do with the ghetto Bible where it says a prophet won't get no love in his hometown. Why do you think how is it that a rapper from Missouri can drop an album and Missouri fuck with it? And then when he crossed the river and bring it to Kansas, they like super duper fuck with it. How is that shit like that? What what's the root behind? It? Do you have any type of fucking breakdown for me? Yeah, well well to me it's like the people over here is seeing. You know, they seeing you daily. You over here rolling on gold things. Mm -hmm. You know. Daily, you know, they seeing you you, you competing. You know, right. you out here competing with people, you know, and 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 it was it was kind of different. You know what I'm saying? Like I had we had talked earlier, it's a lot of people that came before me, but most of them maybe had an executive producer or somebody help them put it out. 
Right. Well, with, well, with me, it, it's just me. That's why I'm steady putting it out because I control all my masters, you know. Mm-hmm. I ain't never recorded, you know, I ain't never recorded under nobody or with nobody or, <laughs> right. you know, don't nobody, none. I mean, you know, I, I had, you know, I ain't got, you know, uh, a tattoo with this label on me and this, another tattoo with this label. You know what I'm saying? Like Let's some go. dudes, Let's they, go, say they, they say they from, they say they from this street. Let's go. They say they from this street. Come on. You know, and all of them, they got, they got two or three different tattoos. You're like, how could that be? <laughs> you know? Hold on, so, hold on, hold on. Let me give them some. Let me give them some. Let me give them some. Hold on, hold on. Let me give them, roll up and give them some more. Let me give them some more. Let that ride out on G. So I get it now. Me and your story kind of similar. So you, I get it. I see what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I get it. I get it. It's something about that. Um, It's something. To, if you watch the movie Cadillac uh, Records, Muddy Waters yeah. was signed to the, um, Muddy Waters was signed to the label. But Howlin' Wolf, he wasn't signed. He was independent. And when he came to the yeah. white boy mansion, he like, yeah, nigga, I ain't signed. Nigga, I don't need no permission to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? I don't need no handouts or yeah. something. So you was like a howling wolf, my nigga. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, that's, that's just the way I, you know, I've been. I mean, you know, if you're going to believe in you, then, you know, you put your bread behind it. Then if it blow or whatever, you know, you, you don't really got all them people to deal with. Plus, I got trust issues anyway. You know all what right. I'm saying? So. I ain't trying to do all that, you know, and, you know, I'm just trying to put mine out. I ain't trying to click up with nobody. Right. You know, I ain't trying to, you know, I don't want to kick it with you, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I just do mine. I don't, that's why I try not to do features and stuff, you know, because like I said, I come from that school where I remember when uh, Run DMC and LA, all them used to go on tour together, but you never call them on records together. Right. You know, because they like, this is my time to shine. You know, I can't, you know, that that second verse that I give away to you, or worse, I got to pay somebody, that could have been mine. You know, that's my time to shine. Well, I think they want that second verse from a feature because that feature allegedly, you know, that 90s concept and 2000s concept was, you know, I'm going to get this feature, bro. Once I get this feature, you know, yeah. everybody going to fuck never, with my shit. Yeah, but that never worked. Never worked, man. <laughs> that never worked then. That don't work now. Hey, Swell, well, let's, um, I'm about to get into this 12 Youngin. I don't know. If, is that the name of the song? Uh, no, it's just called Young, and it's the 12th song on there. Okay, we're going to get into a, um, a commercial break. Which that's just one of them. Me. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay, we gonna, uh, I'm about to play that shit, man. I'm going to have you on mute, and I'm going to let that ride out for a second. You want to uh, introduce the song and explain to us who did the beat or what's not, what's what? Uh, my boy, uh, Trife Ben Dope, he did uh, the beat for me and shit, and this is one of my favorite songs. I mean, it is from the heart. And that's you, you know, on the vocals, right? Yes, sir. All <laughs> why three. You, why you sound so young, bro? <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm you know what I'm saying? I'm 
I'm in the game. Because I didn't know I'm if this was an artist you sent to me. I was like, damn, this sound this nigga sound young as a motherfucker. Oh man, I'm in the I'm in the game, man. Okay. You know, I ain't no I ain't no square. Hey, so run your mouth podcast. Can we please make some noise for this track by Swell L called Young and Goddammit? I think he be fucking with your shit. Or he got some beef. You say what? You know, I got it. You know, my group, the weirdos, my homie Brandon Baker, the other half of my group, the weirdos. Did he buy buy some beef from you? Um, nah. But but your your pretty, it sounds like he be listening to your shit. That shit's funky and shit. So why, why, um, so you just don't like you just why why not a trap beat? Why you ain't you ain't you ain't following the trends on productions, I see. Like you could have just got you a trap beat and just got you some bouncity, bouncity, bounce, bounce up and down. Nah, nah, shit. yeah, I'm just Yeah, I'm I am i am just I'm different on mine and that this recording right here, I let my, my young folks that do the production, you know, I sent him my vocals and just let him build beats around it. And let him just do what he was gonna do. Mm. You send your you producer, know, so, your acapellas, and he just build a beat around it. Yeah, I got everything formatted out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and bam, I sent it to him. You know, he hooked it up. 
Mm. You know, that that's 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 how I'm, you know, trying to network with people since, you know, we all in this computer age. Boy. You know, I think that's what's kinda what what kinda hold Kansas City back is. You know, and, and sometimes I, uh, I don't I don't be wanna speak on shit because I know well, Hold you know, on, the, hold. the older you, the older you get, you know, you don't want a nigga to be, you know, this nigga's a better old nigga because I know it's a young man's game. No, I got some, I got some, um, I got some questions right here lined up that I'm about to ask you as we work towards the uh, end of the show, and um, and the questions is actually centered around some shit you just said, so I'm gonna give you a chance to speak on your shit, speak your behalf. Because a couple of my questions is dealing with OGs and young cats. Um, one of my first questions, though, is what you just mentioned. You brought it up right out the blue. I call it hard versus soft. Now, it ain't a question. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot out the question, the comment, and you just tell me what you take on it. And uh, I'm going to go to the next one. And the first one is hard versus soft, which is CDs or digital. Uh, it really doesn't matter. You, you know, you got to be able to adapt. You know, and, and that's what I think I am. I appreciate the young players in the game. I, I especially appreciate players that reach out to me, you know, or take some of this veteran leadership. You can push that. In my era, it was more hard copies because the internet wasn't here. Right. You know, now it's a little easier. You know, you don't got to go through all the footwork, but that don't mean nothing because, I mean, most people in it is trying to feed a family and trying to change their situation that they're in. Right. So to me, it don't, I don't get more props because, damn, I've been doing this for 25, I, 25 years. I got 700 songs. And it's a young nigga that can come in and do it with one or two mm. and make more money. I respect that. Mm. You know, I respect that. These, you know, I, I've had problems with older cats, you know, I don't like mumble rap or I don't, I like all that shit. That shit is music. These youngins is getting it. I'm soaking up that game and using some of their market employees. Right. You know, I, I dig it. You know, you, you get it like uh, what little Wayne and them say, you get it how you live. Yeah, you get it how you live. Yeah, yeah. I, I respect all that. Okay. Uh, my next question is, um, do you think the rappers in KC could help with the crime in KC? Hmm. Uh. Nah. I mean, to me, it's bigger than that. You know, it's in my. It, I mean, like I said, you get it how you live. I didn't. I mean, I live my life the way I live my life. I'm not. I can't judge nobody, nor am I about to. You know, tell no youngins. Hey, don't do this. Don't get out here. Don't do this. You know, I mean, people gonna do what they want to do. Thanks. You know, 
But I know black people ain't got no power to change nothing. You know, all of this can be, if you want violence to stop, this can be changed overnight. Right. I mean, black people ain't going to do it. We, we, we don't have no power. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We don't have no power to do nothing like that. I mean, to me, I think it's bigger than that. You know, you be in a, you raised up in an environment. You know, it's like when you're in a pen. It don't be no re- rehabilitation because you might go in like one way, but when you in there and when you coming out, you got to be a gladiator. Mm. Well, you got to have that, you know, that different mentality. So, you know, what Pop said uh, about uh, Jesus to understand the times in these crime in this crime land. Right. Um, you know, you got to kind of understand why people black, act the way they act. Yeah, you know, you got to kind of, you know, you got to, like I said, I don't judge these young ones. I don't judge, you know, because, um, you know, a lot of stuff going on, uh, violence or whatever, most of that stuff is personal. Right. Okay. You know, most yeah. of that most of that shit is, is, is personal, you know, between people, you know, but I don't think no, no rappers ain't got no power. Shit. I mean, if we, Nah, I don't think so. Okay. No, that's shit. You can shit. Tell it how you smell it. Um, my next question is, and this ain't gotta be a question, it could be a comment. You can take it either or. Uh the Kansas versus Missouri beef. And I wanna know personally, did was there a thing back in your time when you were sixteen? Or do you think it's not that big of a deal? Shit, just what's your take on it? Not like I, I okay, I had made a a song and it's called Manip and it was on uh the murder dog compilation, maybe in two oh two, two oh three. I said, uh people think, you know, people from the town is slow on wit. And people thought I said slow on wet, but I said wit mm-hmm. W I T you know, cause we kind of slow behind shit, you know, like I said, the Kansas, Missouri shit. I don't know nothing about that. You know what I'm saying? Cause I always look at like, ain't nobody got shit. Niggas need to be doing shit together. You need to bring something here. Everybody's a star in their own mind. Right. You're not really, you're not really a star uh, with this shit. Unless you ain't got no nine to five. Unless you making it off of this this music, you know. You can't tell somebody now it's only my opinion. You can't tell nobody something that you don't do for forty or fifty hours a week because you do your nine to five on that. So if you doing music, that strictly gotta be a hobby. You can't ask nobody to pay you two or three hundred dollars for a verse or a song for your hobby. Now you might say, "Nah, I need that. I'm worth it." <laughs> well, if you was worth that two or three hundred, you wouldn't have a nine to five. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's get. I'm not gonna give you. I'm not gonna give you. Hey, see this. This is how this is what them posts used to be fueled with. You know what I'm saying? You used to be coming with that wrath of God on them posts, man. 
and reality checks on them posts. That's what you. That's what really um, made me like be like, man, this nigga is a whole nother character than what I thought he was. And you just how you spilling it right now. Now bring now bring that back for me, so my, my my listeners they can hear that shit crispy clear again. Break the whole thing down. Yeah. I'm a rapper. I work a nine to five every day, twelve hours a day, and right. I rap on the side. And I want to charge three hundred for a verse. Right. I mean, you can't because, like I said, if if you want to do, see, it's like, and, and some people was like, was swearing. You, you trying to knock nine to five. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm saying being realistic at it because that's why I'm saying you, that nine to five, whatever he paying you, 15 to 20, he going to make you do whatever. You're going to do whatever for that 20, keep your mouth shut, do that. That's that's how you paying bills. That's your gig because you right. spend more time. You spend more time there. So, you know, that's what you are. You can't say I'm a rapper and you pay your car note and your apartment note. You a plumber, your nigga. You a carpenter. You a plumber. You a carpenter. Now, people can respect that now. Now, can if you, you tell them. Can you be a baller? Yes. Okay. But I'm saying when you come with the music, you can't say to, to me, like I said, it's only my opinion. That's what's holding the town back. Because a person would say, nah, well, I need that 200, nigga, I'm tight. Then I'll say, okay, I understand that. But mm. why is you at the 9 to 5 if you that tight? If you tour 300, why are you taking the 10 or 20 for 40 or 50 hours and think you're going to get the 300 for one hour in studio time? Right. I can get it. You are what you do. You know, and like I said, I'm not trying to not, I want the young people to succeed. In Atlanta, hey, you do something for me, I do something for you. Man. Let's get it out here. The South is it's 20,000. If 20,000 come, let's break it. You got people here, Oregon, ain't even got the hit. I mean, it's in the town. You know, Somebody said something about a versus battle. I said, okay, for the first thing, if you're going to have a versus battle, no features, no mixtape beats. Mm-hmm. Give me what you got. And I don't want to hear no, I don't, I, you can't be over juvenile. You can't be over P. Diddy shit. Right. You know, that's that's part of it. When the free, when the net and the free stuff came in, it kind of saturated because it threw everybody in it. Right. Because, like Marley said, you know, even you got the CDs where you can buy your own CDs. Now, it was different from this maker when they wanted, you know, you paying a grip, five or almost six racks for some damn CDs and tapes. For 2000 of them, I did. Shit, this maker says I always ordered a thousand for a thousand, damn near. Um, that's real shit. Uh, that's real shit. So, um, you know, you don't want to, you, you don't want to leave all them hits on the table, right? You know what I'm saying? You don't want to let a hundred dollars, two hundred, 
you know, when either one of y'all are full-time rappers. Right. This so, ain't how you getting your money. So tell look, look, tell me, um, my next one is, what does Rich the Factor mean to KC Rap? Well, mm-hmm. Rich is out. And you knew. Well, Rich, my favorite rapper, Dennis Tupac. No so shit. So Rich, my all-time. Yeah, Dennis Pop. Mm. You know, them probably the only two dudes who music I, I know, you know, word for word, more than I even know of my own. Right. You know, I felt Pop, I, I, I know Rich. You know, so, like he, I said, Rich is the goat. He's the blueprint. Of Kansas City rap. Yeah. You know, he told me, we don't do this no more. So, well, we do this. All right. Mm. You know, I'm going for the hustle. He said, all right, do what you're going to do then for a little bit. Then we do with that. You need to come over here and get right, man. Screw I'm it. like, okay, then. Yeah, I'm like, all right. I'm like, okay, then we'll do that. So, you know, we all fall in line with Rich. I mean, everybody from the north. And that's always um always notice how Casey is broke up like that. Once you cross over seventy, you in the north side. Yeah. And, and you know, we like I said, we, we got so much talent here. You know, we got these young players, we got Mad Marlin doing his thing. Kansas is really doing their stuff. I'm you know, I'm peeping it. Yeah. You know, y'all Rob making Lowe, moves, Hood you know. Uh, Hoodness, you know, Dewey the Don. Moni, you know, Moni making moves with it. It just, man, they just got a network. You, you got to push it out there, man, together. Well, that leads me you to know? my next. That leads me to my next one. Um, is there such thing as a KC sound? Uh. Can you hear some shit in there? I mean, it, it, it kind of is. I thought you, it, it, I, I when I growing up, me as a rapper, and I didn't mean to cut you off, OG. Growing up as a, no, growing up as a rap, and this is coming from a hip hop junkie, like from the Kansas side. I, and I listen to, you know, I'm an artist, so I listen to a rapper. When I listen to a rapper, I'm listening to his vocabulary. I'm listening to his pronunciation, his accent, all of that. It's his whatever. I'm listening to all of that. And to me, I always thought that plur, turn my slap I always thought that was you and Rich. I, I, that's what I always thought. Now, you can set me straight and let man get me so we can get this shit right because we got this shit going out, going to have going out to the world. I always thought that you and Rich and everybody with that that strong er, that plur, you know what I'm saying? I thought that was the KC sound. If I hear anything else, that's not going to, I don't, that's not going to make my ears Remind me of the smell of the KC streets, of the crime, the grime, the hard yeah. workers, and the grandmammies and everything. What you think? Yeah, well, you know, like like they said, you know. All the, hey, right. I don't really, with the, with the internet, it really, it really ain't no sound. But I, I, I'm going to speak on me. I don't really have 
no sound. I talk the way I rap. Right. You know, I'm just a game spitter. I'm not really, you know, I say to myself, I don't have this, this uh, super flow. Like I was listening, I was, I was kind of breaking down. I think it was a new. I was listening to Eminem. It was a new one he had and some Buster Rhymes, and I was like, "Damn, I can't do that flow like that, like you know, like they do." But I was like, "But let me break down." And find out what was they actually saying. Mm-hmm. I think I get people get caught up in where, where he's not flowing or he ain't got a bouncy uh, rap style. But if you listen to what what the young man is saying, you know, if you listen to the game behind it, because. A lot of people got that choppy, 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 choppy flow, and they might just be saying A B C D E F G. Right. That's you it. know, you like, you like, you know, you like, damn, you ain't, you ain't saying nothing. But people are saying, man, he tighter than him. Then I'm breaking it down. I'm like, damn, this dude just said some real slick wordplay, and this dude just said some mediocre. Mm. But it's just, it's that flow the way you. You kind of like chop it up, you know. So, like I said, everything is is different. We ain't really got no sound, cause, like I said, I'm old enough to remember when the town was trying to discourage Tech Nine. Right. That's not that far. Cause back, he was man. different. Was you know, cause back. he was different. But I was always like, man. If it's any nigga that make it out of here, it gotta be this young man. Because mm. I was like, damn, he's gifted. You know, even when they was knocking him, was saying, hey, people this, people that. I'm like, we all in it for the skrill. I remember when, uh, and, I, and I hate to get off subject. Oh, go ahead. But I remember when, uh, 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 Hammer, was like, man, he went out to the crowd and he looked down and it wasn't number all white people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. He was like, damn, you know, I'm losing it. This ain't, you know, it made him start feeling bad because people were talking, but that was that money. People will kill you now for an all white crowd. I've right. seen Mad Marlon, the way they support him and the love he didn't have traveling around the country. Mm-hmm. And pulling up and them people showing love. That's why I said, man, in the commercials, Hammer got battered for having cartoons, commercials, wearing a Rolex, wearing a Rolex chain. They, oh, he doing too much. See, he should have stayed on it. That's what they said about Cat. Oh, he not like everybody else. But that man had a vision and he did him. So right. that that be my only thing. The youngest, old ones, whatever. Do you make a hit? You know, get together with some of these motherfuckers, especially older niggas, because the older niggas need the younger artists, not the other way around. Hold on, say that again. 
the older niggas need the younger niggas in music, not the other way around. Right. I can dig that. Give him some, y'all. You know, because I can feel that. And like I said, I don't like the steel game. I peeped that. I heard that from Bun D. Breaking it down. Because an older nigga, you can get a younger nigga on your disc. Okay, you still got your your audience. But if you the older nigga, get on the younger nigga shit, you're going to reach more. Right. I'm afraid to That's even... That's why you got it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I said, I'm even afraid to ask you this last question on where it's going to go. Uh, no, I agree with you. I agree with you because, I mean, right now in the town, all the hottest... How does niggas right now is the young niggas? As far as rapping, you know, older niggas is venturing off into other shit. In order, yeah, to, you know, let's just be real, niggas. Music, you know, they did that and they did this and they did that. But right now, niggas is forty and up is venturing off into some other shit. They might be still re- be recording and rapping and doing little shows, getting up on stage and all that crazy shit. But uh, we gotta push the young niggas. So with it's that, a young it's a young man's game, right? That's why Kansas City ain't bubble. So, do uh, my last and final question is, and you already said a piece of it, but we got to go ahead and drop it anyway. Now, if you were stranded on a motherfucking island, you know what I mean. And uh, let me get my music in the background. If you were stranded on a motherfucking island, we talking zombie apocalypse, coronavirus done took over and shit. Whack ass rappers done took over, you know. They done multiply. I mean, if these niggas start rapping and you listen to that shit, you get infected and you turn to a whack rapper zombie and shit as well. But you tucked away on the <laughs> island. You tucked away on the island and shit. It's just you and whoever you want to be on this island. You get a DJ. The DJ come with the motherfucking island. But he only got five motherfucking artists, right? He only got five artists of your choice that he can play. Now, whatever artist you choose, you get their whole catalog. But that's the only five artists you get into this motherfucking whack rapper zombie apocalypse over. These niggas is everywhere, Swell. We, we had to tuck you away on the island. We had to reserve all our OGs and shit. Right. I got my pen ready. If you ready to name off these motherfucking five artists now it gotta be rap but a few young artists done got on my podcast and said well man can i name r&b artists i said okay so if you want to keep the shit rap keep it rap but if you want to throw some miles davis up in that motherfucking or james brown or some shit go ahead yeah you know, yeah you know. yeah I, I understand but i'm i'm, I'm on your shit i'm gonna follow your rules there we you go. know come on hit me with your I'm five a, artists Man, first I'm going with uh, I'm going with Pac. Pac. Going with Pac. I'm going with Young Rich Factor. Young Scratch, boy. When he said, "I got eight point eight pounds in my trunk of that K Town skunk," I was hooked. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Forty Water. Forty Water. He's on my shit. Keep it rizzle. 
too short. Short dog. And uh, let me say, going with Slick Rick. Slick Rick. We went to New York. God damn it! I had to get him in there. Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I got Diamond Teeth because of Slick Rick in '89. No shit. I've had a diamond grill since 89. All right, here we go. Get my fucking music, goddammit. So in this motherfucking movie, we got King Swell L of the greatness, Casey Legend, stranded on the motherfucking island, and he requests for his motherfucking DJ to make sure he got some motherfucking Tupac. Motherfucking Rich the Factor, Casey Royalty, E-40, which is one of my top, if not my top influence. Too short. Man taught us how to say biatch instead of bitch. And motherfucking Slick Rick. Goddamn greatest storyteller yeah, of all time. Hey, that's it. Game song. That's it. Swell, before I get you up off here, bro, is there anything, anybody that you want to shout out? Anybody you want to say what's up to, anything you want to plug, you can also let us Man, know just, where they can find you at, all your social media handles. The floor is yours. Yeah, man, I just want to say much love to my boy, Man Marvin, for reaching out for an interview. All the KC players keep on pushing, don't stop rapping. And look for me on the net, man. That's it. And do you got a message for these babies? I know they tough. I know they gooned out. They hardcore. But Swell is an OG. And if a, a young cat came across you, he might be on his way to go put his motherfucking... He might be on his way to go get some noodles and pasta. You know what I mean? You got to translate the alphabets coming up out of my web box. Well, we don't want to, you know, fuck yeah. YouTube algorithms and shit. But this young cat on his way to put some noodles and pasta. And he happened to see you. And he, you know, and he, what you think I should do, OG? You think I should go clap this motherfucking nigga? I need to go take my ass, motherfucker, go do something with my motherfucking life. What you going to tell him, Swell? Well, I'm always going to tell him, man. Do something positive with your life. Because, I mean, it's a lot of violence, but when you get in jail, you know, it ain't it ain't no weapons. But, man, you know, that, that'll change you. you. It's an old saying that said, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Mm. You know, so you, you really want to stay on that paper route and surround yourself with people that's on that. You know, somebody out there trying to say, do it don't make dollars, man. It don't make sense. You know, we all got families out here. It's hard enough being black. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I pray to God and thank every day that I done made it this long. Right. It's amazing. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking amazing. And I'm loving it. Right. You that's know, they say, shit. hey, yeah, they talk about old niggas, but hey, getting old means you're still alive. Right, right. I hey. wasn't I wasn't leaving no handsome corpse. No handsome corpse. That's real shit. No handsome corpse. Mm. Mm. It's like a football field. Hey, Swell, you sent me this song called Is it Pitino? Pitino. Okay, we're yes, gonna I'ma take them out Rick to Pitino. that. You want to bring that Rick in? Explain to people how you came up with this motherfucker. 
okay, well, the the the, 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 the Patino is is kind of a, a eye to the coach Rick Patino. Okay. They they used to coach Louisville and in Kentucky, and a part on the song I say, uh, Rick Patino, pay my players, you know, let them earn, right. do your thing, you know, and that's where they they kicked him out of college because he said these college people should be these college players should be getting paid, mm. so he was giving them he was giving them money, so. They kicked him out because, you know, they don't want them brothers to get that money. So that's why I named the song Patino. You know, Rick Patino, play my players. You know, let them earn. Do your thing. Right. You know, I ain't never trying to hold nobody back. Go on out there and get your spiller. Do your thing. And it's featuring my boy Trife Bendo. You heard it right. killer. You heard it right here live on the Run Your Mouth podcast. Y'all make some lay for the make some noise for the motherfucking Casey Legend Swell L. Yes, sir. And this is that Pipatino right here. Oh. Hey, Swell, I'm gonna get with you. Are you if you want to stay on the line while the song play, you can. I'll go ahead, man. I'll get at you, man. I appreciate it. Hey, it's all good. I'm going um, to hit you up when this, when this dope is on the street. Okay, man. Listen to that, though. Listen to that song. Oh, uh, we playing it out. <laughs> okay. All right, bro, bro. Toss the gun. All right. Peace. No evidence out of state for the next. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all make some motherfucking noise for the OG. On this podcast right here, we gonna get the OGs they flyers while they here. Swell L. I drew down in my five oh ones, then fled the scene. Tossed a gun, no evidence, out of state, for the next, wake and bake, Rick Patino, pay my players, do your thing, no haters, let them shine, spread wings, I came in, doing my own thing, Goodbyes just fled the scene. No handshakes mug on me. No goodbyes just fled the scene. No handshakes mug on me. Stood solid, so low. By self and this flow. Streets watching, monitoring efforts. I speak in codes, can't be reckless, out the air, grab a conversation, conspiracy, you'll be facing, I sit back, right hooks you dig, and sing them, like boy big, no goodbyes, just fled the scene, no handshakes mug on me, no goodbyes, just fled the scene. 
if I don't know you. Yeah, I'm trust you as far as I can throw you. You won't see it in my face. Right here on the Run Your Mouth podcast, we gonna give it to you how we get it. And this is the OG status. We want to welcome everybody back. I am your fucking host, Mad Marlon, a.k.a. Mr. Run Your Motherfucking Mouth. I know y'all fucking with that. Y'all gotta fuck with Swell L on all digital platforms, you know what I'm saying? OG, I've been hearing about Swell since like, man, I was like motherfucking 16. Stand in the 50s, 5 7 block. So y'all motherfucking know. Y'all already know. what we do about this time you already know i'm your host wait a minute hold on bring that shit back you're listening to the run your mouth podcast i'm your host marlon gumble and this is white people news Oh. In the name of Jesus Christ. Never again enter him. Nigga, sound like he getting hit in his booty hole. Thank you, Lord. Jesus Christ. Boy, that boy sound like he taking a duel. Never again enter him. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah, uh, hold on, shit. Fuck. Oh, pass that shit, nigga. Bring it back. This is the Run Your Mouth Pod. You're listening to the Run Your Mouth Podcast. I'm your host, Marlon Gumble, And that was White People News, you bitch. Yeah, family. Hey, we get it how we live out here. So, man, y'all need to make sure y'all share, like, 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 comment, 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 share, 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 subscribe to the Run Your Mouth podcast. Make sure y'all subscribe to the Kansas City Podcast Network. Y'all get another good look at Swell L, Kansas City Royalty, goddammit. Look him up on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Casey Royalty, you know what I'm saying? If y'all interested in having y'all music reviewed, having somebody look at, listen to y'all shit, you know, you know, I know good music when I hear it. 
send that shit in and uh, we'll take a listen to it. If I don't like that shit, I ain't gonna play that shit. You know what I mean? I'm just keeping it real. Don't try to say you ain't keeping it real. Nigga, I'm keeping it real. If I don't like that shit, I ain't gonna play that shit. Right here on the Run Your Mouth Podcast, you little bitch. Easy on the draw. So what do y'all think about the motherfucking show, man? OG Swell L broke it all the way down. Talking about Kansas and Missouri. Talking about how he put out a, you know, he put his music out, and you know, um, the whole thing about an artist getting not getting that much love in his hometown and getting more love somewhere else. I think the shit is coming, man. I didn't heard it from so many artists from so many different ghettos all across the globe. Um, Kansas and Missouri. Some people would say is unity. I would say it's just a co-op, you know. I don't think it's real unity, cause it's it's too much biasness. But that's just me. Y'all don't pay me no fucking mind. You uh you heard it right here live on the Run Your Mouth podcast. Y'all make sure y'all subscribe. We about to check out of this bitch. I'm on the go back in the room. Out. Holla. Holy shit. Did I forget to introduce my co-host? God damn at the end of the show. Teddy Vader with his bitch ass co-host. Bodak Orange. <gasps> We out.